Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Uh, how many of you guys are your first time here? I didn't get to see you. Well, that's a lot of folks. Welcome. We're so honored that you're here. Um, oh, that's amazing. Uh, how many, who thinks they came from the furthest away? Just wave at me. You think you, where'd you come from? Visalia, that's pretty far away. That's like an hour, right? Over an hour? Four. That's awesome. Welcome. Honored to have you here. We love seeing visitors come from all over. God's doing great things. If you haven't noticed already, God's doing great things all over Orange County. Hearing these testimonies flowing, these are the kind of things you'll hear at many churches around the region on a Sunday morning. It's just a good time to be alive. It's a good time to be here. It's a good time to be in God's church. I feel his presence, don't you? Just feel his presence here this morning. Um, You know, God's so amazing. He's the healer. And if he's the healer, that means his presence brings healing. So if, if you're feeling his presence in the room and you're in need of something, God's doing it for you. He wants you touched more than you want to be touched. Um, I remember being in a meeting one time where this girl, she, she stood up during announcements. You know, we were doing the dry part of the service, you know, talking about all the details. And this girl stands up and starts going like this. And we're like, what are you doing? And she says, testing my back out. I said, why are you doing that? She says, I want to touch my toes right now. I said, well, go ahead, touch your toes. She bent down and touched her toes for the first time in her life. 16 years old, she was born with a spinal condition. When she was sitting in her chair, she felt what felt like an epidural go into her back. Her whole back went numb. She started to move around, and she noticed there was no pain. She decided to try to touch her toes. Well, She can't touch her toes because of the spinal condition and because she has two metal rods that have been placed along the outside of her spine through multiple surgeries. She bends down and touches the toes for the first time in her life, which is physically impossible. God can do anything, and he doesn't have to wait till the end of the service. Um, So feel free to get healed at any time this morning. Um, If you're already healed, that's amazing. If you still need healing, why do we talk about miracles so much in church? Because Jesus does and the Bible does. The whole book is miracles, one after the other. Your entire faith is based on a miracle that a man 2,000 years ago was not merely a man, but God in the flesh, that he walked among us, changing the way we think about God, changing the way we think so much in a society that rejected him, that crucified him, that turned away from him. He became our sin died on the cross and was resurrected from the dead three days later, walked among his disciples and still walks among his disciples today. Your entire faith is based on a miracle. So if you can believe that Jesus Christ raised from the dead 2,000 years ago, it's really easy to believe that God could do a miracle today. Faith is not so much about you, it's about him. Miracles are wonderful because... They bring about transformation. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What comes by seeing? Nicole preached a sermon a couple weeks ago. She quoted out of John chapter six and Jesus even said, surely you will not believe unless you see. It's interesting because I don't believe that Jesus was rebuking people because he was actually performing miracles in their midst. He was literally saying that it takes the miraculous for us to believe that God's really that good. 
The Bible says he's good, but God wants revelation to go from our head to our heart. I remember I was in uh, college. I've, I've been doing this Christianity thing full bore since I was 19 years old. The, the Holy Spirit got me. Um, Jessica and her brother were witnessing to me in, in, in college and just sharing the gospel with me, and I didn't want to have anything to do with it. But God had everything to do with me. And uh, during that time, the Holy Spirit got me and got radically transformed by his presence, started just reading the word of God every single day, just going through chapters upon chapters, just pouring over the Bible. We started seeing the miraculous break out on our college campus. Um, and it was wild because as we were seeing people get healed when we pray for them, it started changing the way I thought about God and changing the way I thought about me. You know, the image you behold is the image you'll become. See, for so long, many of us as Christians have beheld a God that is far off somewhere in outer space, but not present in our reality now. That's why we don't see the miraculous, because we think he's far away. Jesus did not come to change the way the Father thinks about us. He came to change the way we think about the Father. From beginning of time, God was convinced of your value. When he imagined the world, he couldn't imagine it without you. When he imagined 2016, he couldn't imagine it without you. You were born for such a time as this. You were born for the greatest move of God that's ever been. This is, this is factual. I'm being factual right now. At the rate that people are coming to Christ in China right now, China will be a majority Christian nation within the next five to 10 years. What does that do to political systems that are atheistic? We're living in a revival right now in America. Transformation's happening all over the place. You can either feast on what the bad things are, or you can feast on what the good things are. You get to turn off the news. You get to turn off those things. You get to listen to the word of God. Anyway, maybe I'm just preaching to me right now. I don't know, just, just checking, you know? Just checking. Flip with me to Hebrews chapter 10. Um, let me read in a couple verses here. Nicole already quoted it. We did not talk about this before the service, but this is the passage that God wanted me to kind of read from. So I'm going to read a little from Hebrews chapter 10. Um, as you're going there, I have to share one more testimony that's worth it. Why? Because testimonies release reality. Um, a friend of mine, he ministers at a level six prison in the state of Florida. He's one of my spiritual dads. And there's only seven levels of prisons. So you imagine this is a pretty rough place. This is all the lifers. This is guys that have committed horrible crimes. And society's thrown away because society believes in retributive justice and God believes in restorative justice. Sorry, I just used a big word. I was a philosophy major in college. But um, retributive justice is the idea that if I punish you, I'm going to feel better about myself and feel safe. Restorative justice is I'm going to enter into your brokenness and bring you out of it. Jesus Christ is our restoration. He is our reconciliation. What happens when the kingdom of God starts invading prisons? I'm going to tell you right here. People get out. You can be in prison but not be a prisoner. (laughs) 
I'm a, a minister at a level six prison in the state of Florida. There's only seven levels. 70% of the men incarcerated here have, sentence, have sentences for life unless the Lord gets them out. About a year ago, I was leaving the prison chapel, and the chapel orderly asked me to pray for him. He didn't say anything specific, but just to pray over him. His name is Al, and he was about to get introduced to the supernatural realm of God's voice. So I prayed, and after I'd finished, I said to him, your daughter is going to call you. When he heard that, he backed away, and he gave me this funny look. Well, Al didn't know it because he didn't believe he had a daughter, but God knew. I didn't see Al for several weeks until one day he came up to me. You're not going to believe this. When you said your daughter is going to call you, I thought it was weird because I don't have a daughter. Until the other night when I received a call saying a, tw- a girl 24 years of age was claiming to be my daughter. She was in fact a daughter of mine. We talked on the phone and I led her to Jesus. <laughs> Who says you can't be powerful when you're in a situation where you feel like you're in prison? She ended up leaving her job, which was as a dancer, started going to church. Does that, the parentheses, understandable for people? So I have to explain to everyone? Okay, just making sure. Just the other day, he ran up to me and told me his daughter Jasmine, who he'd led to Christ, had changed her lifestyle and actually gotten married. Al then asked her if her new husband was near the phone. She said yes and introduced them to each other on the phone. Al talked to her husband for a long time and led him to Christ too. The couple have now started going to church and plan to adopt a baby. Jesus. It's awesome because Al experienced the supernatural of God and got a revelation that if God could move through this tall guy that was coming to the prison every Thursday, then maybe God could move through his life too. So Al came to one of the meetings a few weeks ago and said to my buddy Rick, hey Rick, I have a word for someone. There's someone here named Michael, and they've had a headache for over 40 years. They've been having constant headaches. God wants to heal him. Called out the name. Michael stood up. Michael got radically healed there. Something happens when we experience the supernatural of God. We see that God is with us, that God is for us, that God is good, and that he wants to move through us. Hebrews chapter 10. Nicole quoted it earlier. It says, let us not forsake gathering together as some have, but let's spur each other on towards good works. Why don't we start in verse 15. The Holy Spirit testifies to us saying, this is the covenant that I will make with them. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my words upon their hearts. Some of your verses say laws. Words upon their heart, and on their mind I will write them. 1 Corinthians 2 says that we have the mind of Christ. He then says, and their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Now inside right now, you should be shouting, because God has declared to you that everything wrong you've ever done, everything in your life, every area that you feel like you don't measure up, he does not look at. He looks at what you were really made for and speaks to that reality. There's a woman, she's caught in adultery, Matthew's gospel. The law requires that such a one be stoned to death. 
the disciples of the law, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the priests, bring this woman to Jesus and says, this woman was caught in adultery, caught in the very act. Don't imagine that. (laughs) Caught in the very act of adultery. They bring her to the Lord. They say the law requires that such a one be stoned. What do you say? Jesus says, whoever is without sin, cast the first stone. And from the oldest to the youngest, they begin to walk away. Because in that moment, each and every one of them became aware of all of the evil in their lives. You see, if you want to live by the law, you're going to have to die by the law. But if you want to live by Christ, then you get to realize that you've been crucified in him. And that you are now a new creature, a new creation. The old things have passed away. Only a few things are made new. If you believe that you have to struggle with sin till you die, then Jesus isn't your savior, death is. Okay, maybe, was that too offensive? I'm sorry, it's just, the, it's, it's biblical actually. We have been crucified with Christ. Their sins and lawless deeds I'll remember no more. Go back with me a little higher up in the chapter. We're just gonna float around. I'm gonna be exegetical here and just kind of take us through Hebrews 10 a little bit. Hebrews 10 verse 10 says, by this will, whose will? The will of God in Christ Jesus. We have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Christ Jesus once for all. We have been sanctified. Is that past tense or future tense or present tense? Have been. It's a past participle. (laughs) Say participle. That means you participated in it in the past. By this will, we have been sanctified. Turn to your neighbor, say, you have been sanctified. That word there is the same word that Jesus uses to describe the Father when he says he's holy in Matthew chapter six. Our Father who is in heaven, holy is your name. The author of Hebrews is using the same word that Jesus uses to describe the Father to describe you and I. You see, if you start to believe this, you'll actually become it. All sin is a result of not knowing who you are. Is this an okay sermon? I need somebody to encourage me. Pastor Jesse, are we doing okay? Are we doing all right? I love audience participation. Uh, I was in uh, Nebraska. I, I have to be careful because I travel a lot, so I don't, I don't, I have to be careful not to wear the same shirt when I preach. Like sometimes I show up to a place and they have like a, you know, a picture of me and I'm wearing the same shirt that I showed up to preach in. And it's not good because then people think I only own one shirt. So I woke up this morning, I'm like, I hope, I'm, I hope I didn't wear this shirt last week. I don't even remember. This is one of my favorite shirts, but I don't remember. Did I, did I wear this shirt this last week? I'm not sure. I'm just making sure with everybody. I was preaching in uh, Nebraska this past week and I was wearing this shirt actually. And <laughs> there was a guy there in the meeting and um, he had uh, a surgery. His name was Al as well as the same guy in the testimony. His name was Al. He had a surgery uh, 10 years ago. They did on his knee and um, he did like a partial knee replacement. They put metal pins in there, this whole thing. Still has pain, still has limited mobility. The power of God touched him in the meeting. He kneeled for the first time without pain in 10 years. Not only that, but he could not find the metal pins in his knee. <laughs> 
So I'm gonna continue with the sermon, but I, I feel like the Holy Spirit wants to interrupt the message a little bit uh, with his own message of healing. If you're in the room right now and you have any form of surgically implanted material in your body, whether you had plastic put in, you had metal put in, you have pins, rods, you have limited mobility from a surgery whatsoever, I just want you to raise your hand. We're gonna pray for you and God's gonna heal you right now. That's a lot of people. Okay, awesome. Could you that raise your hand? Could you just stand for me? Just stand. If you're around them, would you just extend your hands towards them? Let me give you a little instruction. Um, if there's anyone else, feel free to stand. You've had a surgery. If you can stand, if you can't stand, just wave so we can get you. Also, I see a couple people up here. Why don't you get near them with a hand on them or something like that? Don't pray just yet. I want to give you a little instruction. If you're receiving prayer, don't pray. Why? Because you can't drink a glass of water and talk at the same time. Don't pray. You can't drink a glass of water and talk at the same time. God wants your miracle more than you do. You don't have to convince him of it with your thank yous. If you're around these folks, I just want you to um, just ask where it is. Don't give a history of the problem. Don't tell them everything about it. Just ask where it is. Go ahead and ask them real quick. Where is it? Tell them where it is. <laughs> awesome. Go ahead and start to pray. Don't ask God to do it. Command the problem to leave. Somebody, it's in your, in your left leg. It's disappearing right now in the lower part of your left leg. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. Thank you, God. Yep, in Jesus' name, we command all limitation to leave, all infirmity to go, and we command full mobility to come right now in Jesus' name. Go ahead and stop praying. Stop praying. Have them check right now. Say, do something you couldn't do before. Move in a way you couldn't move before. Just start to move in a way you couldn't move before. Do what you couldn't do before. Move your head, move your ankle, move it around, see what's going on. And if you would say you're 80% better or more, why do I say 80? Because maybe you won't know if you're 100% until you go run a marathon. If you're 80% healed or more, wave both your hands over your head. I wanna see where you're at. Just begin to check. That's one right there. Thank you, Father. Let's see who else. Begin to check. I want, keep checking. I want to see what's going on. Keep, keep waving if you've been healed. You were sitting and you're waving? Your neck just got healed. and They weren't praying for you and your neck just got healed. You're praying for her teeth and her neck just got healed. Okay, God's really good at this miracle thing. Just continue to check right now for just the next few seconds here. Just continue to check. Continue to move around. He's getting improvement. That's amazing. Just continue to check. Go ahead and pray again. Thank you, Father. All right, go ahead and stop praying. Now check again. Are you serious? Are you for real? You can do stuff you couldn't do before. If you can do things that you couldn't do before, please come to the front. I want to hear real quick. Come to the front, daughter. Come to the front, sir. Come to the front right now. I just want to hear real quick. This is really cool. This is cool. Keep praying for those folks that are up. This is really cool. Hey, bro. Tell us your name real quick. Uh, my name's Chad. Your name's Chad. You know that Chad was supposed to be the guest speaker today. That's what I heard. Yeah. I'm sorry, that, uh, but we have another Chad, and he's speaking for just a moment. Um, what was going on with you, Chad? Um, I had a lot of inflammation. Hey, listen up for a sec. I've had, I had a lot of inflammation in my right hand. I'm a UPS driver, and I had uh, an accident. I fell down, pushed my, my uh, hand back, and I had surgery. Um, that was about, I'd say, 10 years ago. And uh, 
just recently, it's been getting really, really stiff. I, I didn't have any metal or anything like that. I did have rods at one time, but um, it was, I, I mean, I was telling my wife, you know, it was bothering me pretty much every day after work, and uh, it was hard for me to even just to clench my fist all the way down like this, and um, it's no problem at all. So. Come on, Jesus, give him a shout. That's amazing. That's amazing. Thanks, man. Wow, God's good. Maybe I'll let Chad preach since Chad was supposed to preach today. <laughs> What's God doing for you, bro? Give us your name, what God's doing. Um, my name is James. Uh, I, I, uh, I broke my neck in a couple of places um, about four and a half years ago. So my neck's fused. I have eight screws and three rods in there. Um, and <laughs> so many... So many times that I've, I've just I've had prayer. Um, you know, I, I lost a ton of mobility from it. Um, the telltale for me is that I couldn't hold a phone like this. Oh. <laughs> Give Jesus a shout. This is amazing. This is amazing. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Yeah, come on. So you, you had surgery four years ago, so they put metal in there. So you're, where would your neck normally stop? Um, normally, I couldn't even hold a phone to my neck. Like, I had to try and shove my shoulder up to, up to hold the phone, but it was really painful because, you know, it's fused with bone and metal, so I couldn't do it. And so now I just want to kind of walk around like this. Just... That's amazing. Give Jesus one more shout. That's amazing. Thanks, James. Wow. Thanks, John. This is amazing. Um, one more time, I want to pray for anyone. If you have any mobility-related issue, stand to your feet right now. We want to pray for you one more time. Just one more time. Any mobility-related issue, God's moving in the room right now. This is a good day to come to church, wasn't it? This is awesome. Some of you guys are wondering why James is shaking. James, what were you feeling while you were shaking? I'm just, I'm just lit up. All I can do is just, there's just so much presence. I can't, I can't, like, there were, I mean, I can't, I'm not, I was looking for manifestation. I'm looking for heat. I'm looking for anything, but it, yeah, all I can do is just shake. It's just, I'm sorry. So you feel, you feel like, what do you, what does that feel like going through you? Just, just so people can understand what's happening. It, the, it's like, a, it's like I'm plugged into a light socket. Like I just can't. I can't stop the shaking. Um, I can't. I, I, I can't. I can't really control it. Um, doesn't feel like fire. Doesn't feel. Doesn't hurt. It's just. I'm just. <laughs> I just can't stop. Yeah. There's just. There's just power there. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, if God is the God of the universe, and if God is the God of all power, when you get plugged into Him, you might. A little bit, you know? So, hey, uh, everyone that needs the mobility stuff, if there's anybody else, go ahead and stand right now if you want this. God could heal you while you're in their seat, but you get, he gets glory when we watch it happen. If you're around these folks, stretch your hand towards them. We're just gonna pray for them right now. You guys know what to do. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Just go ahead and pray. There's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus, like a fragrance after the rain. 
Jesus, 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 let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms will all pass away, but there's something about that name. Jesus. Thanks, God, for what you're doing all over the room. Amen. Go ahead and just stop praying. Have them check now. How do you know if you have a million dollars in your bank account? You check. During worship, God was speaking to me about a right shoulder. I see someone moving their right shoulder. Just check it right now. I believe the Lord just healed you. Just go ahead and check it. Is that different? That's different? That's amazing. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You're so good. Wave your hands over your head if the Lord's healed you. Go ahead and wave your hands over your head. I just want to see. Keep waving them for one minute. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Thanks, God. I'm going to let you guys sit. Continue. Feel free if you're around someone, you're still praying for them, to continue to pray for them for a little bit. We're going to keep checking. Feel free to keep checking your body through the rest of the service. This is pretty fun, isn't it? This is fun in church. What's your name, bro? Brian, Brian good to meet you. What's your name? Michelle? Michelle, Michelle nice to meet you guys. I, I want to do it now, but I'm going to, I have a word for you guys at the end of the service. Um, Gosh, can you tell your story? Yeah, come on up. I can't say no if you ask me when I'm in front of everybody. So mine's weird. <laughs> and I'm like, ye, I'm ye of little faith. I'm a doubter, but like God's changed that. And so, um, or changing that, I don't know. But they, like he was like, do you have any metal in you? And I was like, well, that's silly. Like I have implants in my mouth. Um, and sorry, <laughs> I fake teeth. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so I have like two like gnarly, like metal bones in my mouth or metal rods in my mouth. And Ashley's like, we're going to pray for it. And I was like, no, like pray for the other people. Like, it's just my teeth. Like, meh. she's like, you're getting new teeth. Da, da, da. But I have gnarly neck pain. Like been in two accidents and I've had it prayed over and it's just like, okay, God's going to heal it whenever. So they're praying for my teeth and for, whoa, <laughs> oh, it's so much fire. And so I'm like kind of laughing, like this is silly, like pray for people who need it, like no. And then all of a sudden just like rocked, like fired out my body. And I mean, I've had people pray for me and I like, whoa, but this was like so silly that like they're praying for my mouth. And a lot of it is because I've had like lots of orthodontia and stuff too. <sighs> and it just like shot. And so like total like nothing, like my jaw's all messed up and it's gone. And so like, even if it's silly and you don't believe, even if you're like, my hip hurts, it, like just receive it. I don't know, just receive it. That's so good. That was a word, that was a word for someone. Give Jesus a shout. Give Jesus a shout. Feel free, don't wait till the end to get healed. Just keep receiving in your seat. I see people praying for each other. When you feel the power of God just touch you sitting in your seat, some people feel things, other people don't, they just get healed. You don't have to feel anything to get healed. Jesus loves you. You're checking yourself out. Are you different? Are you serious? What was going on with you? you whiplash from beach volleyball. Where did you feel the pain? It was in your neck and your back? Are you serious? How long have you had it for? A couple months and all the pain's gone? Give Jesus a shout. That's amazing.
Gosh, God's still doing stuff. This is an awesome, this is a good message, isn't it? Pastor Jordan, this is a good message, isn't it? God's healed somebody in here. You have a lung issue. Just God's healing you right now. Somebody has an issue with their diaphragm. They're being healed. I'm going to keep reading the Bible for a little bit longer just to make this a legal meeting. Hebrews chapter 10, where there is forgiveness, verse 18, of these things, there's no longer any offering for sin. For how long have we tried to convince God to do what he already wants to do? He has already forgiven us. We simply need to realize and receive. Therefore, brethren, verse 19, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus. What was the blood of Jesus for on the cross? Why did Jesus' blood have to be spilled? So that we would know without a shadow of a doubt that God would go to the furthest ends of the earth to prove to us our redemptive value that he would spill his blood for us. Now, I grew up uh, in certain aspects of church where I was taught that Jesus convinced my daddy to love me by spilling his blood, which is not true at all. That'd be a really weird story, wouldn't it be, if, you know, you come home to your house, Ashley, and your dad says, Ashley, I am so mad at you. I have to punish you because you've been so evil. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna kill your older brother instead of you. That is a weird story, isn't it? But that's the gospel that many people have been presented with. They've divorced the father from the son on the cross instead of seeing that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. God, father, was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. Do you wanna know what the father's like? He's the kind of person that would go to no end would go all the way for you. Isn't that beautiful? You see, if you believe that the father divorced the son on the cross, then you're willing to divorce your children for the sake of ministry. Anyway, maybe I'm just preaching to myself. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just bringing up some stuff here. If you want to know what the father's like, look at Jesus. The father gives everything for his children. Okay, I'm just preaching some Bible. It's all right. This is awesome. If you don't want to believe me, read the Bible. At least believe the miracles because they say he's here. The miracles don't actually prove the sermon. The miracles prove him. Do you know that miracles don't validate theology? They validate Jesus Christ is alive. I was in a meeting one time and someone was preaching law. The atmosphere of the room was horrible. It just felt like everybody's sitting there in condemnation thinking about all the bad things they've done. And then he gets up and tries to change the atmosphere with like praying for people for healing. Miracles don't validate theology. They validate the person of Christ Jesus in our midst. That's why people can have all kinds of bad beliefs and see the supernatural happen. But we're gonna be a people that sees both, has right beliefs and right action, right works, amen? Therefore, brethren, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus doesn't cleanse the Father's conscience. The blood of Jesus cleanses ours. Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, broke bread, said, this is my body, which is given up for you. John 16, Matthew 
25, 26. Then he takes a cup and he lifts it up. And he says, this is the blood of the new covenant. The Old Testament said that life was in the blood. Jesus Christ is the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. Isn't it interesting that God takes our rejection of him and turns it into his acceptance of us? In the Old Testament, there was a thing called the Passover where the Hebrews were to slay a perfect lamb and take the blood of the lamb and put it over the doorpost of their home so that death would not enter into their home anymore. Jesus said, I've come to bring you life and life more abundantly. The things of this world come to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come to bring you life. And Jesus is the lamb of God that was slain before the foundation of the world. When the Hebrews would take this lamb into their home, they would actually make friends with the lamb. They would live with the lamb. They would give the lamb a name. The little children would pet the lamb. They would sleep with the lamb. This lamb had to be perfect so that when the lamb was killed, it actually cost them something. When Jesus Christ went to the cross, he was living with the very people that ran away from him and that rejected him. Isn't that amazing? Every single one of us at one time in our life have rejected God. Most of us, many times in our life. But God has never rejected us. And the perfect blood of Jesus Christ, the slain lamb, gets to come to the doorposts of your heart so that death would never come near your door again. The blood of the lamb was so that you would know your eternal value. You can tell what something is worth by how much someone's willing to pay for it. What was paid for you? Chappie's talking about art. When you compliment a painting, you're complimenting the artist. When you compliment God's people, you're complimenting him. When you compliment yourself, you're complimenting the one who made you. You need to know your value. You need to know your value. He has united you with him in the cross of Christ Jesus. Infinite value he puts on your life. By a new and living way, verse 20, he inaugurated for us through the veil that is his flesh. We have a great high priest over the house of God. Therefore, let us draw near with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Nicole already quoted it, I'll just read it again. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Let us consider how to spur each other on towards good works. We sit here and we watch God do miracles. We sit here and we hear stories of God working through other people's lives. And we need to realize that the Father is saying something through us. He's saying something to us through other people. He's saying, if I'll do it with them, I'll do it with you. If I'll do it through them, I'll do it through you. The same God that speaks through them is the same God who lives in you. How much is possible because this kingdom has come? 
Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.